0: It's b'schut nashim tzad You know, we were out of Egypt, and I think b'schut nashim tzad who cared about learning, who cared about mm. the Jewish future of women, and saw that it, you know, it started with Sarah Schneer over a hundred years ago, and continues now because because if we if we could be doctors and anything else, and professors of any, I think that women need to to take that took it upon themselves and continue to take it upon themselves to excel in the Torah world. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Koren Podcast and what an episode we have for you today. We went to Matan, the Women's Institute for Torah Studies in Yerushalayim, to meet with Rabbanit Malkabina, the founder and president of Matan, together with her daughter Chaya Bina Katz, the CEO of Matan to speak to them a little bit about what their Torah is, what inspired them in their roles at Matan, and how they work together as a mother and daughter taking women's Torah learning to the next level, not just in Jerusalem, but across Israel and around the world. It was a really great opportunity as well to
2: speak to a mother and daughter, uh, two generations of the same family working in the same institution, to hear the differences between those two generations of what they consider to be the entire Torah as they teach it at Al-Reqa'laqat.
1: So here is Rabbanit Malkabina and Chaya Bina Katz teaching us the Torah al Ragal Achat. We are delighted to be here at Matan in Yerushalayim, joined by the amazing Rabbanit Bina and Chaya Bina Katz um, to talk a little bit about Matan, but also to ask our question for this series Can you teach us the Torah al Ragal Achat standing on one leg? Okay, so I guess
3: I'll start. Uh, hello to everybody. Um, this is something I think that goes back probably about 35 years when we founded Matan. Uh, one of our um, veteran teachers unfortunately passed away young and I were discussing the phrase that appears uh, right before we put in the Pasuk, right before we put the Sefer Torah back into the own Kodesh and the words, uh, and she asked the question, Chadeish. Chadeish means make new. And yamenu our days our lives kikedem as in, as before as in the old as the days of yore. Now, what do you mean make new as the old? Then you're really returning. You're bringing back the old. You're not. You're not doing new. You know, it's it's a it's a contradiction. So it, it, I I'm doing it al regular kikedem. <laughs> That's al regalachat. But I'm kind of explaining a little bit why why I, I'm so connected to it and, and I think that that matan. Really uh, embodies uh, and and his for the thirty five years has, has uh, um, we strive to do this um, because the sense is that it's it's it can live in harmony. There has to be a chidush, Torah has to always uh, be be reinvigorated, rejuvenated. New ideas have to be brought in to Torah. New methods of learning Torah, uh, but. Kakedem, there's the rock, there's the pillar, there's the authentic uh, core, uh, the divine source of, of Torah, and that, that, uh, that, stays, that stays the same, that, that stays there. Uh, and, and we combine, we combine the, uh, the traditional ancient texts, but Chadesh, we're bringing them a, a new approach, a new view, a new way of looking at it, of interpretation. And I think that that's, that's very, very important to keep Torah alive and keep Torah relevant. Maybe I talk too much. No, <laughs> no, it's no, all. a great
1: start. So I guess the next question is also, so then how does that, so then why Matan? Why this amazing Institute for Women's Learning? Why was that what you felt together or as a family or as you, Rabbi Nebina? And how you can also answer this in terms of why was that the natural response to this idea?
0: Before that, I want to go to my regular chat so. you know, on On a... Of course, there's the famous but that's, you, know, you can't use that. Um, but I looked at it a blessing that Avraham Avinu got in the beginning of Bereshit. And I think it's um, it's the, you shall, in Hebrew, you shall spread towards the sea west and forward east and to the north and towards the Negev, the south. And really we, you know, and then we'll go back to and tie them both together. And I think that the fact that we can take well, we started 35 years ago and go, go, go everywhere. You know, it started with um, almost 30 years ago when we went up north towards Ranana. We had some branches in Haifa. And of course, our students are all, all, all over the world. Uh, we've had branches in Beersheba. We've had, you know, learning that takes place everywhere. And now with Zoom and more with, with our podcast, the Matan podcast, and the many classes and series that we have going on in our, in our main buildings and our over, overseas that's you know that's the feeling that we go with every day that we can continue and continue with uh with the Khadeshia Yameinu, with the, what we had going on you know if it was the Dafyomi class that the women are now in, on their third cycle you know continuing their learning and uh, with the covid they went straight to zoom and never never missed a day for their 15th now i think they're almost at 17, 17 years 18, 17, yeah, 18 wow. years of women doing it you know they become Grandmothers, great grandmothers, many of them, during these 50, they have. I mean, their kids are married. Some of them are o- almost 90, some of our students in this class, and they've. I mean, and others
3: are in their 30s. Yeah, of yeah.
0: course, you know, it goes, uh, it goes many ways. And, um, and that, that's, that's my motto, you know, when I wake up and I see, and I want, and I want my, to see my town growing, but taking from, of course, what we started 35 years ago and growing every day with new programs and new ideas to share the Torah.
2: So I guess to, to tie them together, to, uh, you know, um, this renewal while staying faithful to uh, tradition um, and and sort of traditional values um, while also sort of from Jerusalem spreading out, not just in Israel, but around the world. What are some of the the things that you're both most proud of that you look around? I mean, this stuff you on me in its now 18th cycle is incredible, but I think in a more sort of macro uh, level, what the the it, the things that Matan has achieved and has done that you've seen influence the world outside Matan, um, whether it's women's learning, women's whatever
3: it is, it's you know, like... right. As I'm a little bit older, um, I I can see it already in my lifetime. When I was a student here in Israel, um, what over over 50 years ago, um, I was in a three-year program of Jewish studies. And I only had, uh, I, you know, post high school, you know, uh, uh, college. Um, I only had one woman teacher. Wow. And and I just said that that that, that that's not sustainable. That's not logical. That's not reasonable. Right. Mm-hmm. And there have to be more women at higher levels. And and thank God, thank God. You know, in addition to to all over. Like you have to go up high. You have mm-hmm. to have women at higher levels of of Torah knowledge that they can teach uh, adults. They can teach in a midrashah. They can open midrashah. There was no such thing called a midrashah in my day. So, so it's, it's for me. You know, as being older, it's like amazing to see it happen right before your eyes. And and I think you know not only to be, to see it but to to be an active player in 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 making it happen to realize. That Beit Midrash is not a man's room only. There's no place that says Beit Midrash or There's no there's no such thing, and and that, that I I wanted a you know a more active type of a Torah learning and that, that that was needed. And when it's there, it gives a lot of energy to fuel the farasta and moving all around and all over the country. When you know you have something that's that that's that's um, um, so, so important for Am Yisrael, so vital, so so connected mm-hmm. to to who we are and, and where we are, and somehow the fact that it was in Israel is also very special.
0: Uh, right. I could tie if we needed another pasuk is on I think that's what you were alluding to. And then I think not necessarily you know, on purpose, but <laughs> let's but, say but if if um, if my mother says that she saw it in her lifetime, so we let's say if you just take a, a the project like we have uh, our podcast, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's. It's by, it's run by Dr. Yosefa Rubel, Fogo, yes, she's, Fogo Rubel, she's a graduate of the Matan, one of our uh, MA programs in Tanakh, then I, you know, so I've known her since day one that she came to Matan, at that point she was a single girl, 25, had like a little blog that she started doing, and then, you know, she went on for her PhD at Bar Ilan, and then came back.
3: And developed the, uh, the Tanakh al
0: Developed right? uh, another program, Matan al which was a daily, which was a, 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 a weekly, two ta- parakem, a week before 929.
3: Nine. Right, right. That was something
0: that started uh, yeah. in, you know, then then they merged um, with Herzog. But but I I think to see that in your, to see it in your lifetime, how, you know, how, and for my mother, I know that, you know, seeing Dr. Elle Ziegler now, head of Matan, and seeing that she was, she was a student in year two at Matan, and, and seeing that, let's say if I take it on a personal level, if my now my daughters are starting to go to midrashot, the heads of their Midrashah, or and many of their teachers are Matan graduates, or and any midrashot that now have started in the last thirty five years, are being are being headed by Matan teachers and graduates, and I think that's something we could is part of our ked deyamaked of arnigbam, but it's it's really part of what we take pride on that these pride of that these. Teachers are graduates of our many of our Beit Midrash programs and that they took it seriously. Their are lear- few days of learning that they did here in the Beit Midrash. Mm-hmm. Well, the in first our, the year, year they, we had five
3: days a week even. Five days, programs, right, yes, of, of their Talmud
0: programs. Talmud, Tanakh programs, and now at Hilchata, yeah. now Halacha programs, and becoming, if I see my daughter in her school, the Rabbanit, Rav of the B'Tsefer, is a Matan graduate. If I see my daughter down south when she was in a Midrashah, her, you know, teachers were Matan graduates, and I think if we want to take it, please God, the next level is where we tie in Kitvuni, is that in, in four years, let's say, you know, because I, I know books take time, even though they're very fast with Koran, but they do take time. Two years, two okay, years. Okay, two years, please God. In the, in the next in the next few years, we hope to at least five to ten books will come out with our partnership, and that that is, you know, it's Yama it's, Vakedma uh, and Venichtova, uh, you know, that that's that that that's where we would like to see and that's a natural place for our women to be. If they were first sitting in the Beit Midrash, now they're gonna be standing on the bookshelves of our of the different Bate Midrash and hopefully, you know, go further to other Bate Midrashot.
1: Um so Rabban you talked about chadish Amin Kakadem as your Torah. Can you tell us a little about it? I'm really interested to hear? in those early days of setting up Matan, what, what was involved, what did you set up to do, what were the aims, and how was that idea of Chadeh kind of in your mind through that stage? Um, you
3: know, there's a famous legend uh, we were uh, six women around the dining room table, I was a teacher, had five students, we did Talmud. Uh, which in itself already was a chidush. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, women and women learning and women learning uh, Gemara, um, and these women wanted to continue, and and I said we would develop a curriculum, a few days a week, uh, for for adult education, but that wasn't enough for what what, what we wanted to do, um, and and the big chidush came in as I think I mentioned earlier, but I'll elaborate a little bit in the sense of a Beit Midrash of women gathering together to learn and putting in, not just coming for one or two shirim, but coming for uh, three, four days a week, each day, five to seven hours, and really working through the sources, um, gaining the skills and methodology to be able to learn um, on their own. Uh, and whether this is in, in Tanakh, whether it's in Talmud and Jewish philosophy, halakha, Uh, That's the latest area. Halacha also women now. I I, I wouldn't have believed it 35 years ago. I wouldn't have think it. I I wouldn't think not that it couldn't happen, but I wouldn't think it would happen. But it is, it is that women are writing to vote, and I will go call a woman to discuss. No, I just did a layup yesterday. You know, I'm I'm not going to go into the topic, but you know, I called up one of the graduates, and not because she was our graduate, because I know the knowledge she has and the. The experience she has, and 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 just felt she would be the right person to talk to on a certain halachic matter. Um, so so it's it, it's in a in a very organic natural way. It's it's happened. It's happened. It's continuing to happen. And uh, and that's I think kind of growing out of the Beit Midrash, growing out of the Beit Midrash, growing out of a place where where Torah is analyzed. It's. Uh, um, you know, just discussed and and you know, kind of broken into pieces, and you know, and 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 when, when that happens, like real Torah comes, and it's it's learning the the as we as you said, the traditional, the what what everyone always learns, but but kind of trying to think in sometimes a little bit differently, a different angle, also bringing in teachers who, who are able to uh, you know guide the women in, in this kind of a way of uh, of thinking of of. Connecting the uh, the the Kedem, the the traditional uh, with with some kind of a new approach, but you know, being careful, being careful, uh, and into you know how to, the newness is something that can sometimes you know right you to be a little bit uh, cautious with it, and but but kind of bring the two together and and take it to uh, to a higher to a higher level to a newer level.
2: So uh, we're we're very very fortunate um, to have two generations of the same family uh, sitting around the table, um, not myself and RIA, Um <laughs> And I mean, God forbid you should disagree with your mother, uh, <laughs> but you had a, a different approach to the Torah. I, how much do you think that's been influenced by the work that Matan had, had achieved already by the time you came in uh, to this amazing institution um, and what it what it is, sort of how it was when you came in and sort of where it is now, how much do you think that has influenced sort of why I think, uh, Robin, it being your approach was quite uh, personal in terms of like uh, it was building the institution itself? Whereas, hi, yours seems to be much more, um, um, your approach seems to be much more general, um, and spreading the work that you're doing around the country, around the world. Um, and I think looking at it now as well, as Robin, you're saying that you're a certain amount of caution had to be taken, and and people might have been afraid of this new uh, this new approach. Um, whereas Ari and I, thank God, are, are raising daughters in a world where it's uh, perhaps even taken for granted that you know their mothers are educated, um, and I mean, their fathers might not be, but their daughter our daughters' mothers are educated, um, and that they will be educated to a high level in Torah, um, and have access to to all of these things. Um, that you know, our wives or mothers certainly didn't have access to. I mean, you know, that uh, didn't exist until Matan came along. So, how much uh, do you think your approach of spreading what Matan does um, has been influenced by the work that came before, and how much you think is just entirely unique?
0: Right. Well, I came in uh, to begin with as like more of the director of development, and in that sense, so of course you can't you can't do any you can't continue without. Be, it was built on something on, the, on whatever was Hudash Kakedim and whatever was uh, my mother started with the group of women uh, that uh, started Matan so there would be nothing to for to continue if not for all the work that everyone had did before and still you know still doing and um, so I, of course uh, you know there's a, it couldn't continue without the past that we've had And it's being built on it also. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not from nowhere that Matan has got to where it's gotten in the last 35 years. I think I joined about 15 years ago and I took it, started with like the Bat Mitzvah program, going with it more internationally. Then we, you know, took different little projects that I was working on and overseeing more and more projects. But there wouldn't be any Bat Mitzvah program if not for the original Beit Midrash program, you know, the Bat Mitzvah program that Rabbanito Shrakorin started with Ranana. Or we wouldn't be able to build on, you know, even the Kitvuni that we started or the podcast that that we uh, did do, or even when we start, you know, when COVID hit and we in one day went to all Zoom without without having the 100 different classes that we have in our different branches, you know, and more weekly to go from. And, you know, that, that being said, we always have to, you know, think of how to stay relevant and how to keep people, you know, on the one hand, keep them on Zoom, on the other hand, bring them into our classes how do we how do we how do we make our website better how do we perform, you know perform better on our social media mm-hmm. it keeps you know it keeps on growing and growing and th- those are not necessarily you know your torah elements but without them we wouldn't be able to sustain our torah world
1: um, i think that's given me a bit of an idea of the answer what you might say to this question but i guess i, w- I did also want to ask so in terms of these two stages chadashim and kedem and how things are now. You know, Baruch Hashem, where we're sitting right now in Matan in Yerushalayim, within a fairly small radius, there are other amazing institutions of women's Torah learning. What sets Matan aside? What's Matan's unique, or USP, a unique selling point, or what, what, what do you feel Matan is doing differently um, to the other institutions around, and, and, and to what extent is that based on kind of your Torah that you shared?
3: You know, I, I think um, I think this sense of Hadesh is that we're really always thinking what is missing and what new um, feature, what new program should be created. Like we don't rest on our laurels. Um, and and I, I think we do that, maybe some of the other institutions as well, but I, I think we we, we Just the fact that Kitvuni, others are now doing similar uh, programs, uh, writing chapters, writing, I don't know, it just, all of a sudden it it kind of was born in the um, brainstorming of Matan. I think we're we're really always brainstorming for what else women need, what else uh, the Torah world needs. It's not only women, right? The, the, The Torah world needs these books by women. Uh, the Torah world needs halacha scholars by women. Women, uh, um, knowledgeable um, Torah scholars, authoritative Torah, Torah scholars who've been tested in, in the broad range of halacha. Um, so, you know, like that cutting edge, you know, so so I think our cutting edge is, I don't know, more cutting or, or, or <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I'm a little bit prejudiced, but... Um, you know, really, that that that's part and parcel of, of who we are. Really, trying to renew ourselves and and remain relevant. And you know, Baruch Hashem, we see blessing from Hashem, and we see that, you know, you know that these thoughts and ideas that we have, and then then we really like the Euphorista, you know, to, to make them sustainable is something very important. Something very important that you know, without without the Euphorista, and you know, we we wouldn't be able to really move ahead and. To uh, to uh, initiate new ideas,
0: um, yeah, right. And I think I, I also um, with all the institutions around us, Matan was the first. Mm. Um, so, so we take back that. That um, and um, the first of many to come after. Many of them came from our graduates, and you know, if not our graduates running the institutions, they're definitely in high positions and teaching in the other institutions, and I, and I think. Matan is not, although we're a women's institute for Torah studies. Matan is a home, and it's. A, it, and I think many people who walk in feel that warmth of, you know, you go. Your Beit Midrash is also partly Bait as a home, but it's it's a home for your learning. It's a home where you're where you come. You know, if it's the the women who come, the older women who come for their or younger, the women who come for their weekly classes, the women who come for their Beit Midrash classes, the women who come for their Dafyomi Dafyami. classes, the different. Um, the Bat Mitzvah program that we have—that definitely is where you, where your—it's your—it's a home for your for your Torah, for your feelings about Torah, and and where we hope to see it continue to grow, and where you come, so you don't maybe come every day to this home, but it's definitely a home for your Torah, even if it's once a week, once a month, or you know, or more or less.
1: And, uh, Robin Abino, you mentioned some of these, uh, I guess, initiatives or kind of thinking what else the Jewish people need, of, of course, apart from the amazing Kibuni project that we're, we're partnering on. What are the other exciting projects or initiatives that have been going on? Um, I don't know if you can mention all of them, but I guess a few of your favorites that have been going on here at Matan.
3: I think we could, uh, they, I alluded to the Hilchita program. It's a five-year, three-day-a-week um, broad-based halacha program where the women uh, cover kashrut, shabbat and hagim, personal status um, uh, and and other um, issues. They're tested, they're certified uh, and many of these women uh, go on to not only teach halacha but to really do uh, a psaq, psaq halacha, writing pizkei halacha then uh, like to kind of uh, take uh, take off from there. The Shaila, where we have, you can uh, any anyone who has a question can ask and uh, yeah, then choose. A, ask for one of the scholars who will answer the question. Uh, Lachik blog that Matan has, the podcasts uh, on the Parsha, um, you know that 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 we run the Eshkolot, the Tanakh program uh, that we're also for. You know, as a, in the sense of Ufarasta, that we go abroad. So we have the professional development where teachers from, we have this year from, uh, from Denver, from Florida, of course, the, the Northeast area of the United States. Uh, and there we're zooming a class from Yerushalayim taught by uh, Ronit Chani Tarragon, uh, Dr. Yal Ziegler, uh, straight to Denver. And then the students in Denver the next day could hear mm-hmm. Torah from Yerushalayim, Teitei, Torah. To Denver, to Florida, to New Jersey, to Chicago, uh, you know, and it's uh, with the Zoom professional development uh, Escalade program. So there, there's really a lot, you know, and I'm saying a, a, lot, a lot of the different programs uh, that that things that are happening as we speak, you know. So that, I don't think that, um, I, don't
1: know. I think uh, your mother might have. All the boxes. She ticked all them. No, no, no.
0: We definitely know. We, we always have more boxes. Uh, you know, uh, we have our what well, we do have. Uh, it was, this started more during COVID. That we had our Rosh Chodesh Tfila. So it would be that we had a little before COVID and during COVID. At the height, we would get like five, six hundred people to join with us from ranana. Um So maybe Tfilah Tezemer ranana. <laughs> um, so um, they had Osha Koren with uh, Etta Ben David, who's a graduate of our Morot La'alacha program, another one of the, our programs, and they would get they would do the the musical hall for women. Men would come in a, a bit, but then that it really it became like a. If we said a home, so it became also a home for. We added the tefillah component that people were searching for the, during those times, and even still inspirational now, inspirational tefillah. Yeah. That you know, people were stuck at home, couldn't leave. Many older, uh, many of our older population also, and that really gave them like a sense of community. So it's not just a, it's a place of learning. It's a home, but it's also your community, your learning community that you you learn together and you pray together and hope together. I think that that gave. Many people hope, and we still continue it now. Once a year, we meet in Jerusalem; they still meet in Ranana for the for the other Odashim, before our summer program. And also, it's zoomed;
3: it's still zoomed. It zoomed.
0: It's still it's zoomed. And we have also almost 30 years. We've had our summer program. It started mainly for women and teachers who would take the summer off and come learn at, in Matan for a few weeks. Again, now we, you know, every time there's a great subject, that the women to learn and tour program. And you know we always we always try to keep our hand on you know the pulse. If there's a an a you know an evening event around on we have events. What's
2: launches. Yes. Uh, so if we can touch on on the Kidvani uh, Fellowship, as in, first of all, I mean we don't want to this, this shouldn't be beca- become a promotional podcast. This isn't an infomercial for Karen or, or anyone else. But this is really a, a fantastic program that that uh, started last year. Um, one of the things that um, people always ask us at Karen certainly ask me. Uh, when talking about Karen is, you know, why, why aren't there more books by women? And for a long time, Karin and Mugged books, we have you know, um, cultivating and trying to, to bring more Torah from women um, to the world. But one of the answers was is that essentially for a long time, women weren't educated to a high enough level um, to write books. And then along come uh, Matan um, and change that. And now, thank God, we're starting to see more and more women uh, able and capable to write a book, but it was still difficult. Um, so I'm going to stop there and ask you, I mean, could you just talk a bit about sort of the, the foundation of the Kid Fellowship, what it is, the inspiration behind it, what, what we're trying to achieve?
3: I, I think that here, Dr. Yael Ziegler, who herself has written already three books, um, always she felt at a certain point, she had the book within her. And she figured out how to take the time, how to make the time, carve out in her busy schedule, and she was able to do it. But it's really very hard. Uh, a woman who's at the same time has a full-time teaching job, uh, a family, a house to run, and where do you find time to write the book? Uh, and that, that's where Kitfuni, Kitfuni with the partnership of Corin, uh, came along and said, we will help you write that book that you have. Um, we will guide you. We, there will be mentors. There will be workshops, uh, a, a supportive uh,
0: cohort working together. Um, working. We'll get to take off, sorry, time from your life. Give devoted two to, you know, three days. Three with days getting a week. A, for, a sponsor, you know, you're being sponsored to sit and write this book. You know, nobody, it's it's a job. It's a part-time job it, now to write a book in the next two years. Right now, they're
3: given a stipend. They're given a, mm-hmm. a living stipend for the time. And three days a week, they commit themselves to... Uh, to writing to to full-time writing on those days one day they're at Matan, where and that day there's some kind of a workshop or a session with the women together and but most of the day is spent uh, that's like an, an hour or two most of the day is spent in writing all the time um and and the, the women are already we're now in uh, we're now at the beginning of may They're already uh, most of them done six seven eight chapters they're you know they're working on it towards heading towards uh Finishing them up, but, you know, not yet fully done. And, and, and we're, we're really, uh, I've read a few of the chapters, very impressive. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're excited. We're excited about this wonderful project, uh, as Chaya said, to put uh, more, uh, more women's Torah on the bookshelf. Yeah.
0: yeah. And this, I'm going to borrow a phrase that, uh, actually, I think it's Dr. Erica Brown. When she, was a, when she was being interviewed about women who write, she said, a shelf esteem. I think the reason also, I think the women were probably capable of writing the books even 15 right. years ago, yes. They didn't have the time. They weren't. They didn't have enough neighbors on the bookshelf also. At this point already, 35 years. Also, women only started learning seriously and at the level that Matan offered 35, 40 years ago. So it's been now, let's say, 20 years of serious women's learning and women 25, be- yeah. yeah. And that they're in these high positions also now that they're, let's say, a school rabbi, heads of Midrashot, Adding different, you know, we know Teaching it, at teaching, a higher level, public high school, even mm-hmm. the, late, the years at high school. Yeah. Right. So now, now that now that they have that that is that self esteem to put a book on and have a shelf esteem, I think now now they're matured have matured to to get to that level and you know and I think with the with the experience that Matan has had over the years of Putting out the, we're going to call them Talmidot chacham. Now we can write them as kotvot uh, chachamot. You know, as a, put, help them become. You know, and support them on their way there with the mentorship, with the program, with giving them curving out their time. You know, and helping them on their, along the way to achieve their book.
1: One of the exciting things about Kinvuni and the cohorts, or the two cohorts that we out so far, is just the variety of what's been written. Um, the topics that are being presented, the authors and their backgrounds. Keith, you tell us a little bit about what you were looking for in terms of who would be a part of this program and maybe give our listeners a bit of a taste of what's to come?
3: So the first uh, cohort is a um, very uh, diverse group. Uh, they're uh, almost all writing on different topics. Uh, two are writing exclusively on Tanakh. And um, we picked areas that are that less has been written on, mm-hmm. uh, the areas of uh, Devar Hayamim, which is the end of the Tanakh, the end of Ketuvim, uh, and, and uh, also Ezra, Nehemiah, Shivat Zion. So, so two are on Tanakh, exciting. Also comparing Shivat Zion. Then uh, after the um, after the first temple, the return to, the, to towards the second temple period, uh, and now. You know, right. Now that we have again, Rabbi Hashem, Kibbutz Galiot, and, uh, and Shiva Zion, uh, one is Tanakh and uh, like on the uh, on the periphery of Tanakh and Torah uh like comparing the chagim as they're described uh, in in Bible, the biblical version of what the chag is, and in the uh, um, in in the. Uh, Talmudic and 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 also how it's done today, mm-hmm. kind of connecting it, making it relevant for today. Um, also, the the women themselves are all several of them have doctorates. In fact, probably most of them, um, highly level, but but a high level of uh, scholarship. But we wanted the book also to be available uh, and and be accessible to anyone. So we're we're telling them don't don't you know don't make it for a PhD student, yeah. make it for a high school student. Right. Uh, you know, in that, that age, and that, and that would include everybody. Uh, one is exclusively Talmud. She's working on the opening chapters of various Masechet in the Talmud, why they those were picked to open up each Mesechet, uh, like um, in, in Baba Kamar or in Megillah, mm-hmm. opens up in a, in, a, in a way that's kind of different than the rest of the Masechet, and, you know, uh, very exciting, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, uh, and then one on Halakha, uh, outstanding on uh, pre- uh, preventive halacha and and uh, was it health medicine uh, yeah. uh, and and halacha. Yeah. Like and and then the fifth and the six. I think I did five. The six is something. I, I, I when I first saw it, I didn't know you know that we were ready for that yet. But I guess we are because <laughs> the committee chose selected. <laughs> Uh, and that's on, on a Kabbalistic, on yep. the Zohar, mm-hmm. on Shir Hashirim, uh, which is Dr. Shifra Sulin. So we're really, you know, it, you see the range right. from, uh, from Kabbalah to Halakha and everything in between. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think very exciting, uh, you know, written by six outstanding uh, scholarly and relevant women. All these women are teaching and Running things and doing things with with the communities. So. Yeah, I
1: think it goes back to what you were saying in terms of before, but in terms of chedush, it's exciting that you know some of these topics which haven't had a book written about them before. That the first book being put out there is by female Torah scholars and teachers is like really amazing. Right. High in terms so, of your view on it.
0: What? So in that in that sense, that firstly, you know, once you, once they, uh, they the women applied, so it has to you know the combination needs to be that a book or similar book hasn't been out that it's a, that it's a, you know, that the, the, um, the fellow, you know, the uh, applicant is uh, been a teacher for about 10 years, uh, has a Beit Midrash background, you know, that's part of uh, Matan has a doctorate. was not in, not part of the, the list that happened to be that the the serious uh, writers did have a doctorate, but many years in a Beit Midrash can equivalent to that. And uh, and we felt like you, the women had, like we said before, a book within her. So it's if you've been teaching the same topic or writing a, writing on it for many years, you 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 would have right. a book in you, and a, so a certain amount of uh, originality that we would want. We would want a book to be out there. Like another another partial book is not necessarily what we're missing. Yes, it would sell well, I'm sure, um, but but that's not what. A new program were, was created for, and all the money that we're we're investing in the program, and the time that's being invested in the program, that I think is not loyavi, you know, hidush laolam, won't bring like a something new to the world. But if you're writing like the zohar, like preventative medicine, you know, and our, and the next cohort also, the women are writing on different Aga, agada a few about agada matters that also have never been written, written on before, and. and um, and Tanakh, some books of Tanakh that we that were not not that are part will be hopefully part of the series and have not been written about, and and I think that the fact that these women, uh, many of them have not written books before and have been teachers, so that's exactly where the self-esteem comes. That we you know with the self-esteem that you've you haven't put out a book, you're capable of putting out a book. We believe. Mm-hmm that you can, and please, God, together, we will work and bring the book out. And Corinne will publish
3: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be an honor for us to do so,
3: for
2: sure. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Chadeh uh, the it's uh, you said it's you said know, it, we, we say it before we put the Sefer Torah away, um, but also, uh, I mean, it comes from Migdal um, Echa, a time when we're thinking about things that perhaps have gone wrong. One of the things that I find most interesting, like when you know, interviewing people for a job or, or whatever it is, I always like to ask people, you know, talk to me about something that, uh, that you failed at. Um, now I don't want to talk about something that, uh, you failed at, but what are some of the, what are some of the challenges? I mean, you, you touched upon, um, you know, just people being afraid of something different. Um, but what are some of the challenges, some of the things that, uh, you had to come up against while building or even today thing, the challenges that you face, um, that you're consciously, continuously thinking about, um, and having to sort of uh, either work around or, or push through um, that have sort of built Matan into to what it is.
3: You know, there's an interesting phrase in Halakha, chadash asur minah Torah, right? right? When it's something new, it's, it's forbidden from the Torah, talking about the grains at certain periods. Um, uh, so, so one has to be careful. Mm-hmm. One has to be careful to be chadash, yet... Really, based on kedem. Now, kedem includes rabbinic approval and um, working together with uh, with those in in, uh, in halachic positions that Matan always uh, always had. You know, worked with various um, various rabbis, Now, you know, as well, um, and and you know, gave the gave the proper um, respect and authority and uh so so but but showing how this was so vital showing how Torah would be lost if, if we didn't have this showing how women who were at high levels uh be it in uh, uh, in law and literature and medicine and science and and Torah may what's going to be with your Torah you know the and and that their Torah level had to be commensurate it was it was just uh, it was just logical that, that that this should be, and and the you know the the rabbinic the halachic leadership understood this, understood this, and and for you know a a modern Orthodox Zionist uh, Jewish community to to thrive and flourish, the women had to be a vital, uh, energetic, active part of it, right? Doesn't that right? make sense? It's, and I really tried to use logic and 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 rational approach to it, and. With respect, and 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 I think people saw the sense of uh, of the the that was important for Am Yisrael, and that would not bring Am Yisrael back. Everyone's a slippery slope. Blah, blah, blah. I think you know, slippery slope. You have to move up. You have to move up and 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 get to the top. Be careful. Be careful. But but you 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 have to move forward. You have to move forward uh, and. You know, be careful so so the slippery slope is not slippery. You don't go back. You you, you have to go up, but, but you don't stay at the same place. No one stays at the same place. You go up or down. And I felt that it was important for women to go up.
0: <laughs> and I think you did it with a lot of grace. I think that that's how Matan sustained itself and kept, itself, kept going and going because, you know, we... You know those comments about the slippery slope, you uh, you ignored like a lady, and with grace. And I think that's something that we, we thank you for doing. Otherwise, Matan wouldn't be where it is, and and wouldn't be able to continue. And that's sometimes harder for me to do, but I'm learning. But I think that that's how you continue. And that's also that gracefulness and that welcoming that you've had for the students that have come through Matan all the years has been able to. You know that's how we can continue to to grow because we because we we're ladies and we, we take it very seriously and everything's done very professionally, uh, even if I don't answer you on time always, but you know, we're, we uh, we take our job seriously. It's not, you know, and if we put out an email from Atan or put out, you know, and, and you know, a mistake is made, so we right away get like, oh, what happened? But we really, you know, we're, we... We take ourselves seriously in the sense that if we're anything that we put out, if it's, you know, you were talking about the high standard, the gold standard that we have, if it's a program, if it's an email, if it's an evening, it has to be done at the utmost level that we that we can sustain. And, um, to you know, and, that, and then it's also, you know, it's not just, it's our it's our Torah and we want to make it even better, you know, and, and, and um, continue to grow. And
1: we touched a little bit before about in terms of, Perhaps how the, the two verses represent kind of the the two phases or generations of Matan Being, why is that? Why is this kind of a new generation, or why has it been important to you, and how has it been meaningful for you to see kind of the next phase of Matan?
3: Well, I think we all realize the last ten years has seen uh, an amazing uh, a burst of technology, and and you know to to remain relevant. You have to do the euphorezio, you have to be out there. You know, things that in my generation, you'd, you'd kind of be quiet about, but, but it's, it's a new generation, and, and you have to be out there, be at the pulse, and, and that's why now uh, Dr. Yael Ziegler, Chaya, you know, of, of women of the next generation are, are involved in the leadership, uh, and, and others. You know, they're the two at the head, but others leading various programs, uh, uh, Rabbanita Shokora and in Ranana. they're they're women who've uh, of, of already been educated uh, at Matan in the Beit Midrash. I was like kind of helping to build the Beit Midrash, but these are women who actually spend time, you know, years in the Beit Midrash and now now heading Matan. So it's like a kind of a dream come true, and it's uh, it's wonderful. And they they already were more born and more ready into that world of ufarots and technology and being out there and. Uh, and, and and they're taking the Khadesh mezu, you know, further, you know, building on it and spreading
1: it. And, you know, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a wild card question. Yeah. Like I haven't asked before. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's been really, it's been really interesting uh, to uh, hear how kind of your two uh, responses to our original al question have kind of reflected this kind of generational uh, development of matan. You can think about this for a minute if you need. If, uh, let's say in 10 years time, Chaya was sitting here with, please God, the two of you, but also maybe your daughters, what well, would you want their Pasuk? Or what would you want their Torah to be? That's a very good question. Yeah, well, done. <laughs> well, done, well
0: done, you. <laughs> I think I'd go back to Hilal's answer of, uh, of after the Chaka Because I think that means that they took the they've gotten the and then they're, they're taking it to their everyday level. The after HaKamoha is the middle of the middle of the Torah, right? It's the it's our heart, and if they if they got that message, um, I think we've we've done our job. And if they, you know, hopefully will whatever it is that they're doing, uh, their career paths, uh, have the Torah part of their career, as part of their career path, I think they will go back to they they will feel it in their heart, the love for the people, the love for the Torah, and for their family. What I was thinking of lately, and
3: I think I'm being influenced by, by what's going on around us, especially in, in Israel with the Jewish community. Uh, and I was thinking of um, that we don't lose our, our wholeness, our connection, our wanting to do one for the other. It doesn't say, right? And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be the same. You just have to... Still, you see this as a Jew, and, and you give him support, and you give him as, as he can do it. You know, but you still feel connected. You still feel connected. And 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 uh, whatever. it's a secular Jew, and he's done in, in his field, or, or Israel, we're here thanks to secular Jews. We don't, we're all one, and we have to give honor and respect. Uh, to, to all of Am Yisrael and you know connect try to connect them to Torah in in, in a way that we can, or or if it's uh, in America and Israel the more liberal approach and you know to try to find ways that that we still you know call Yisrael that that connect them to Yisrael to Torah to 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 Judaism and and feel that that they're that we're brothers feel that we're we're one you know I so I would hope that in 10, 20 years. That, that feeling is still there. That that we're not, we don't break up into different uh, subunits. I don't know. I, or even if we do, we are in subunits, but we still feel a certain togetherness and a certain one cares and wants to do for the other. I'm very worried about, about what's going on.
2: Mm. I think it's it's very interesting that <clears throat> sorry, uh, Robin, you know, your, your chosen pasuk um, you know, starts that Hashem It's, it's we're talking to God that. 35 years ago, sitting around a Shabbos table, um, you know, a, a, a lack was identified in the community and so people got up and fixed it. Um, that 35 years on, Uferat's uh, Da is Hashem speaking to, to Avraham, but to us, um, that, you know, something was built with your two hands, with your four hands, with you together, um, and that we're sitting in, in the campus um, from which, all of this has spread and then you come along and yeah. you, your hope for the future is that uh, and the end of that pasuk is okay. that it's it, the progression of it, uh, so the, the generational uh, progression of it, that something was missing, so somebody stood up and built it, that somebody else and fortunately that person's daughter has, has continued it and please God, whether it's your actual children or the, your intellectual children, the people who have come through these doors and sat in the Beit Midrash for so long who are continuing it and spreading it around the world. Um, it's very, very inspiring and incredibly humbling to, to sit here and talk, it and talk it through with you and to, to see how, uh, how that's happened. Um, I was about to wrap up. I saw aria scribbling and Chais put her finger up. So I think that's... No,
0: because I want to say... First, it was not a Shabbat table. It was a table that they sat and learned week, oh, weekly. No, I yeah, No, like yeah, they had a weekly sheer... It started from a series and then I think a share with you. And and it wasn't somebody, it was women who started it. I think that's also, you know, it important, it's Bishut Nashim Tzedkaniyot. You know, we were out of Egypt and I think Bishut Nashim Kanyot who cared about learning, who cared about mm. the Jewish future of women. And saw that, it you know, it started with Sarah Schneer over 100 years ago and continues now because, or about 100 years ago, because... Because if we, if, if, you know, if we could be doctors and anything else and uh, professors of any, I think that women need to, to take that, took it upon themselves and continue to take it upon themselves to excel in the Torah world as well.
1: Of course. I think just, um, just building what Alex said, it's just been really incredible to hear a little bit about this. Um, both, I think you've given our, our listeners a lot to think about both in terms of what Matan does, and hopefully they've also been inspired to get involved in different ways. Uh, of course, as well, I think for both men and women, there's different ways of getting involved. For women, obviously classes to be involved here, but for men, if you haven't seen on the website, for example, like the Shiner um, resource on the website is amazing, that's for everyone.
0: Or and uh, classes, uh, are for everyone now. So
1: there's lots of ways to get involved, but also I think you've given us a lot to think about, and I think about in terms of just our general lives um, in, in the different topics we talked about. So thank you so much to, to both of you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, please go, we look forward to coming back Sooner, but also let's say in ten years' time uh, for the Dosh for Lishi as well. So okay. thank you so much, and uh, thank you for joining us on the current podcast.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much again to Rabbanit Malkabina and to Katz from Matan. It was really uh, a pleasure and a huge inspiration to sit and talk to them on the Matan campus. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another wonderful episode of the current podcast Al Regal Achat. Until then you can get 10% off your next order at QuirinPub.com using promo code podcast. You can also follow us and be in touch uh, via social media at Publishers or via email podcast at QuirinPub.com.
1: And while you're using that promo code, it might be worth, if you haven't already, I mean, I'm sure you have already, but if you haven't already bought one of the books that we've published together with Matan, uh, it's worth checking out. Dr. Yael Ziegler, the Rosh Batei Midrash and academic director of Matan, her books on Megillah Ruth and also Megillah Eicha, Ruth and Lamentations as part of our Magid Studies in Tanakh series. Both would be good purchases now, before Shavuot, and uh,
2: later in the year, the three weeks. Um, so until then, uh, we'll let you go off uh, and search those at Um And until next time, this has been the Korempath podcast Al-Regel Goodbye. <laughs>